Attention all mortals, veterans and civilians alike. It's time to buckle up and get ready for a wild ride because you just tuned in to the Swan Dingo Files. Your host, Steven Swanson, is here to help you navigate the crazy world of transitioning from military life to civilian life. And let me tell you, it's a bumpy road, but with a little bit of humor and a lot of determination, we can make it through together. And welcome back to another edition of the Swan Dingo Files with John Rankin, another fellow veteran, served his country, loves his country, and wouldn't have it any other way. So today we're going to talk about why you joined the military, what you did in the military, your transition out and issues you had, and how you're crushing business today. How's it going today, John? Man, it's going great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, you know, good day, cold. Texas weather's kicking my butt, but hey, that's life, isn't it? Kicks all over yep. butt. We just overcome it. So if you want to, uh, can you jo- can you tell me why did you join the military? And, and yeah, also, so, what branch? Uh, I joined the Army in 1993. Um, I specifically joined during the Gulf War to go to war. That was kind of my goal, uh, which I never actually got to do until I became a civilian. Then I, then I went to Afghanistan twice. Um, mm. You know, um, I come from a pretty patriotic family, so it was, you know, pretty common for my family to join the military. Uh, most of my cousins joined the Army. Uh, my cousin that was born a week after me joined, uh, he was in the 82nd. So it was kind of, kind of family, um, also a way to pay for college, but mostly I, it was during the Gulf war. I wanted to go to war. That actually isn't any different than my story. Uh, Iraq hadn't started yet, but they were in the talks and just as I was getting ready to leave, they had approved the Iraq war and it's like, I this is how stupid us men are sometimes. We want to go to war. And yeah. even as an 18-year-old kid, it's like, looking back, it's like, man, I was stupid. Yeah, what so, was going through my brain? I, I still don't know to this day what's going through the damn thing. Yeah. Next time, so. Well, I know what it is. It's called testosterone. <laughs> it's, that, it's that toxic masculinity going on through there. Right? But, yep. So, so uh, what did you... So what did you do in the military, your job, and do you have any highlights or anything? like? I cool? do. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was a 11 Bravo. I was an infantry guy in the Army. Um, I'm, I'm I sorry. To... <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was a scout, so, you know. Oh, I is... see. Yeah. Yeah. And I went I went to uh, airborne school and ranger school as an E3 as a private. So um, – I'm Ranger qualified, airborne qualified, air assault qualified. And for the time that I was in from 93 to 96, that was my highlight. Um, but after I got out, I spent another 20 years training special forces. So I have way more stories on that side than my active side. Um, minus the time I fell out of a helicopter. Um, outside of that, it was pretty, pretty nominal three years. Fell out of a helicopter? Yeah, so in the 101st, we have an affectionate mm-hmm. term for those who uh, go out of the helicopter wrong. I burned in from 60 feet and became a long dart on an mm-hmm. air assault mission. Um, jacked me up pretty good. I can only imagine 
that because I did do Air Assault, Rappel Master, then Fries and Spies. Yep. Um, I did only did Air Assault, Rappel Master because I was at Fort Knox training privates how to jump off the tower, sometimes throwing them off, literally. And then I did fry when I went to actually got to Campbell and was with the Hunter first. Um, I actually got to go to Fries and Spies, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, when so. did you when were you at Fort Campbell? 10 I was only there for like two and a half years, like 10 to 13, but it's only like okay. two and a half years total. Well, I was I was running all the army combatives tournaments for the post then, so you probably have met me. Most likely, surprisingly, it's a very small world. So, and it's just like I, I, I did it. I did one the other day with uh, Brian, Big Country Conwell, and he went through basic out of Fort Knox when I was throwing privates off the tower out there. So it's just like, holy crap! It is such a small yeah. world after all. But, yeah. but yeah, Hunter First was by far my favorite, but my best duty station. But it's great here. I'm still here. I don't blame you. I don't. You probably actually have met a lot of the people we still know to this day yep. that are out of there because there's a lot of good people around Clarksville. A lot. Yep. So it's good retirement. So, oh, it is. Yeah. Um. So what did you? Uh, so after your three years, you said you did. What What was it again? Yeah. So um. So after I served, I got out and became a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Fought in Pride in Japan. Uh, fought in Shudo, a bunch of those those shows, had 70 pro fights. And when I moved back to Fort Campbell after college, I took over teaching combatives at fifth group and did that for 20 years. Really? Wow. Yep. That actually, that sounds like it's more fun than serving the military, just doing that kind of stuff. I, well, so I definitely have more stories on that side than I do on the front side, you know, so... It was during my time there that I went to Afghanistan, uh, was training people in ISIF and uh, did some stuff in Germany, did some stuff uh, with the Dutch. I mean, far more interesting stories from that time, for sure. That sounds like a lot more fun than what uh, probably most people have, honestly, ain't gonna lie. all that traveling around and especially combatives. I know you can get into a lot of cool stuff doing that kind of stuff. I always, yeah. always noticed the instructors were always, seemed like they always had a smile on their face. So that's yeah, a lot of fun, right? So you get to train guys, you get to fight, you get to stay in great shape. You know, it's, it's good. It's a good career path. So after, so you did your three years initially. Now is that, did you transition straight into doing that or? No, I went to college. And then, you know, so like I said, I, I served from 93 to 96. And I'll tell you, when I got out, everybody, all I heard was, hey, do your resume. Make sure you talk about Ranger School. Uh, it will help you land jobs all over the country. And, you know, so I put my resume together. There was none of the tools that transitioning military have now. And there was no VA stuff. Like, I fell out of a helicopter. They're like, yeah, here's 10%. Have fun. You know, yeah, so, um, and I got to my first job interview and the, the guy was looking over my resume and he's like, oh, you're a ranger. I was like, yeah, I went, I went to ranger school. And he said, uh, what forest did you serve in? I was like, what forest? What are you talking about? He goes, you know, national forest. What, what park ranger 
you know, what, what group were you with? And it was at that point that I realized everybody in the military had lied to me about how valuable our training is on the mm -hmm. outside, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you don't learn how to, how to morph the language from the military to the civilian world, you, you'll be lost. So uh, how, how long after are you transitioned out? Um, was it before you actually landed your first job? My first real job? Mm. 2000, so four years. So what, what was going on in that four-year period? Besides I just, was doing uh, stuff like selling cell phones while I went to college. Selling cell phones. Yep, yep. Like legitimately, or yeah, like legit. Back back when cell phones actually paid a good commission because not everybody had them yet. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I was kind of forget about that time. It's like we're, we get so ingrained now today because we it's just so natural to have one. Yeah, I guess because I remember 2003, I actually had to go buy one for whatever stupid reason, and they were still stupid little look like a walkie-talkie pretty much. But. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I started selling cell phones right after the brick went out of style. So if that tells you how old I am. Ah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're saying 93, 96. That was back when uh, God, I you was weren't still, born. I, I was born. I was born in 84. I, I'm a little bit older than what I look sometimes. You know, I, I joined in 2003. So I'm yeah. not, a baby, not a baby no more. So, and it's funny that you say that because uh, as soon as I'm 87, you know, I was only like 30 or 30, whatever, early 30s. Everybody instantly thought I was old. And it's like, I'm not old. Like, what are you talking yeah, 30's, about? Yeah, 30s, 30s a baby. Well, in the military life, E7 and above, you just naturally, I guess, assumed old. And it's like, right. nah, dude, nah. So, so how did you land that, though? How did you land getting into uh, combatives and all that stuff with fifth group? Yeah, so, you know, I was pro fighter. I fought through college sold cell phones to make a living. Um, and then when I moved back to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, um, I had met a guy from fifth group and he asked me if I wanted to come down and help him train. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went down and they had some, some guy down there that was talking about, you can never do this and you can never do this. And you never want to kick somebody in the head. That stuff doesn't work. So um, when it came time to fight, I was like, well, Hey, can I put on the gloves? And they were like, yeah, sure. And the first guy that walked out, a head kicked and knocked him out. And the uh, first sergeant, who I was actually just talking to before I hopped on here, uh, Alan, uh, he he was like, "Hey, you want a job?" <laughs> you know. And that's how I got my first job, my first real job. Wow, that's pretty cool, actually. I I never would have thought so. So, excuse me. So when when you were transitioning out, you you already said that they basically BS their way through teaching your resume and all that. So I'm assuming you've improved those skills. I'm sure you've done all that. Yeah. What, um, what would you tell soldiers to do now before they get out? When should they start looking at, at being serious about transitioning out? What should they do? I think they should start being serious about transitioning out the day they enlist. Mm, interesting. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't matter if you're doing a three-year commitment, a four-year commitment, or a 20-year commitment. 
the bottom line is all of our time comes to to an end. Mm-hmm. Whether we retire out of the military or we do a short stint, it doesn't matter. So you should start thinking about transition from the time that you start in the military. And here's why I say this. So my son is 20. He, he's uh, now been in the Air Force for just about two years. One of the first things I told him was, hey, if you decide to make the Air Force your career, right, you do a full 20 years, you get a retirement benefit package that pretty much nobody in the country gets, right? But what's more important is if you would just take $500 a month, $300 a month, and stash that away in, a, in an actual savings earning as account, doing three to 5%, by the time you retire at 37, you'll have over $2 million and you can actually decide if you want to really retire or if you want to do what you want to do. And nobody told me that. No, no, nobody. That's actually a really good point right there. That's, I wish... You know, because wish somebody had told you that, right? Yeah, especially, you know, because I, I came in, I enlisted, well, I enlisted 2002, shipped off 2003. As soon as I got to Fort Riley, Kansas, my first duty station, I went to Iraq within like, it was like two, three weeks, whatever. And then I got back from Iraq. I had like 13000 or something dollars in an account. Guess how long it took me to spend that? As 24 hours. Well, okay, maybe not that quick, but it, it kind of felt like it though after right. I bought, the, bought everything stupid. But it did only take me a few months. I bought a truck, put rims on it. Yep. Um, three fifteen you know, inch, inch audio bond subs in my truck. And it's just like looking back on it now, it's like, man, that's just stupid. Yeah. And right. I had a private, and I wish they would teach us more in the military is financial planning, and they don't from day one because for a lot of these kids this is the first time away from home and well, they can't teach it because they don't know it that's a very valid point well i mean think well, about talk- it you know like we have really great guys that were around really like i i am still in touch with 90 percent of the people that were in my squad when oh, i was wow. at fort campbell from 1993 amazing wow. men really great guys and not a one of us knew Dick. <laughs> right? Our squad leader didn't. Our platoon sergeant didn't. You know, it's not until you get into the officer ranks, you know, major, lieutenant colonel, colonel, that those guys actually have a clue of what's going on. And the bottom line is, as a young private, is not getting time with an 05 or an 06 or even an 04. Yeah, that is true. I, I think the military definitely needs to fix a lot of things when it comes to, especially these kids. And, you know, it ain't just military. It's sports do it too. It's all everybody. You're giving this money and it's not a lot of money. I mean, it's more money now than what you got as a private 93, of course, sure. but it's with inflation, it's really not, still not a lot. Probably right about the same, to be honest. Yeah, trust me. I just put $26 for five car, for five dozen eggs for me and that was ridiculous but anyways but yeah i mean they definitely need to teach financial planning but and that's why i like talking to the veterans now because i've actually talked to a few that are you know super money smart you seem like you got your things together now i'm getting my things together still to this day but with six kids that's 
it'll never be straight with six kids. Yep. So, but, yeah. um, so at some point, when, when did you, okay. So you, I guess you kind of did another transition away from fifth group or, well, I mean, from yeah. the military lifestyle, because even though you're not in the military, when you work for the military, you still have that lifestyle. Yeah. I still so, have that lifestyle. <laughs> so talk about your next transition away from sure. just, because you're, you're not no longer doing, um, uh, DOD stuff. Are you? Nope. Uh, so nope. What, yeah. So that was, um, you know, not, not to make it a political conversation, but in 2015, I thought there was no way possible we would have a Republican president in 2016. Mm -hmm. And we all know as military that that Democrats tend to cut budget for the military. Republicans tend to um, they tend to, to either leave it alone or give us a raise. Right. And so in 2015, with Hillary versus Trump, I was like, man, I, I need to. I don't have an exit strategy. Like if this job goes away tomorrow because she cuts budget, I'm in trouble. And so I started looking at ways to, to develop an exit strategy. And for everybody that's listening, the, the first thing that you could do is start a side hustle that you and your wife do together. That will save you $8,000 a year on your taxes. Plus whatever you make. Right. And so that's what I did. I created a side hustle. Um, and, you know, obviously Hillary didn't get elected. Um, so I kept that job all the way until 2020. And then COVID, you know, just naturally kind of shut all of that stuff down because you, you, you can't do anything if you can't be within six feet of each other. So um, I made a transition in 2020. Uh, it took me a little bit to get my feet underneath me and decided to start doing sales coaching because I've been in sales my whole life. Uh, I was the government contracting sales rep for fifth group. So, you know, I was still doing sales then just long cycle sales and uh, started coaching and then uh, stumbled on an opportunity to help transitioning veterans with resumes, with um, what they're going to do with the next stage of their life called sales platoon, which I actually teach veterans how to do sales and then get them hired into companies that allow them to make more than average income, uh, making, you know, 75000 a year. Wow. And what is this business called? Sales Platoon. Sales uh, you can look it up online, mysalesplatoon.com. My sales platoon. I was going to say, I think I've heard of it before, but I wasn't too sure. But so uh, what are all your, uh, um, like, how, how do you find these kids? Like, do they just come to you or, I mean, are you? Yeah. Active? So unlike when you and I got out, now we have a transition program. So there's actually a program where they hear about opportunities called SkillBridge, which is the last three to six months you are in the military, you can actually train for your new role for when you get out. So these kids are getting done with their, you know, so if they're transitioning, let's say in August, right? They start terminal in August. I get them in April and I run them for three months training them. And then I get to help them pick a company that's going to actually pay us what we're worth as veterans. Wow. <laughs> I really wish I would have had that when uh, I got out. I mean, yeah, they, had, right? they had some bull crap. I can't remember what it's called now, but it just basically. ACAP. 
Yeah, it was ACAP. And they're like, oh, Work. yeah. Yeah, it, and it was. It was, oh, let's, uh, we'll help you do your resume. And, uh, okay, just basically it was just trash. And I ended up uh, being a truck driver when I got out, which, nothing wrong with truck drivers, nothing wrong. It's just, you know, six, six kids is kind of rough. And um, even though I get more, I got more sleep being over the road than I do at home. Sad, but but that is that is really cool. I wish that was in. And um, so, do you? So okay. So how do the kids are? I, I keep saying kids. I'm only 38, but <laughs> I know. So how 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 do the members come to you though? How do they? Do you have? Yeah. Is, so is they all either fair? find out about us through the Skill Bridge program. Hiring our heroes, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you know, um, you know, so they, they hear about it through one of those venues. Okay. I just want to make sure. So, and how do they, uh, and what are you on Facebook, LinkedIn? Like how do they find you on if, there? If they just type in sales platoon, it comes right up. Sales platoon. Okay. Awesome. So, all right. Um, uh, cause the one thing I always tried to tell kids was, you know, market yourself on the inside. I gotta, I gotta stop saying kids. <sighs> I but think. Well, you, never mind. But I mean, you got a lot more gray than I do. So yeah, right. <laughs> so, but uh, one thing I always try to tell them is to market yourself before you get out, because uh, your military service isn't actually worth squat unless you can get some college while you're in and get some backing behind that. So, especially I was a scout in the army. There ain't much there. So I'd be. But a cop, the intangibles but, are what companies are hiring. Yeah. And that's what they don't, they didn't teach an ACAP at all. It's like, oh, you're going to get a great job. Like, no, you're not. You have to, yeah. you have to leverage your experience and knowledge of just life. And yep. I, I'm really glad to hear that they got this skill bridge going. Now, is it just at Fort Campbell you're doing this or? No, it, it's, it's nationwide. They could be anywhere. Well, it's actually worldwide. You could be at, I've got a guy uh, at the next cohort that's in Germany. Okay, cool. So, so you have one just just about every base or at every base or or no they, they can do it for every base for every branch national guard reserves coast guard space force doesn't matter wow that's awesome so <laughs> so if there's one thing you could tell a a transitioning member before he gets out when when what should he know before he gets out yeah so I would tell you there's three things nine months before your you're transitioning out of the military before you go on your terminal. You need to have your VA stuff locked down, locked down. Um, you know, I got out and even after, you know, falling out of the helicopter, they didn't give me squat. Right. I didn't know no better. So it is what it is. Right. But now we have a much better educational process. So make sure all that stuff squared away. Number two, Take advantage of the skill bridge program. Every branch, uh, they're not required to give it to you, but they're, but they're, uh, um, they're, what's the right word? Heavily um, influenced to do it, right? So a commander still has the ability to say no, but he's, but they're leaning on him to do it for the kids, right? You get up to six months before you transition out to where you don't report to work, you report to me or somebody like me and you get on the job training and you'll have a job waiting for you the day you ETS. 
Wow. Oh, that is awesome. I, I like to hear that. That's that's a lot more help. I actually might need to hook you up with somebody that's also um, really good at resumes. That she's another veteran, but um, I might have to yep. set you two together so that way she can help out. She's a really good speaker too. Oh my god, she yeah, is that's marvelous. Yeah, but um, and then the third thing is, is that you know, like I said, I would start a side hustle sooner rather than later because of the tax implications. And it will give you a little bit of padding until you figure out what you're going to do. Do you teach that tax or do they need to go to somebody else or? Well, I don't, I'm not a tax guy, but I can tell you because I've ran my own business for a better part of 35 years. Um, Here there's, there's a difference here as an employee making, you know, 50, 60,000 a year. um, And we all see it on our LESs, right? The mm-hmm. government's taking about 20 of that a year. <laughs> now, if you got six kids, you probably got back around six or 7,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Well, yep. where did the other 14 go? Wow. <laughs> right. But if you had a side hustle, you would actually get back more like 15. Yeah. I, well, I think most of went to Ukraine by now, but yeah yeah right you've seen those memes where it says i just got my tax return back i owe ukraine sixteen thousand dollars yes i've I've seen those and it's yeah but if you start your side hustle you know you think about it you know if you have a wife she probably does some kind of mall or cell phone job or food or waitressing when you're young yep and everything she's making really is just paying the tax burden if you just started a side hustle, what you would save in taxes could keep your wife at home. Hmm. That's actually a, that's actually a good lesson right there. So yeah, so those I would guess, be the three things I tell people. Yeah, I guess nine months uh, out, start looking at your VA and how to get into the Skill Bridge. Six months out, start Skill Bridge. From day one, you should be looking at your finances and your plan for the future and start a side hustle. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely some valuable information that you don't hear enough of. So especially the side hustle stuff to owning your own business, stuff like that. You know, you can save a lot of money with, I mean, you don't really have to make much or if anything, just. Well, the IRS will give you five years of losing money before they say you can't do it anymore. I didn't know that either. See, I need to talk, I need to talk to you more, honestly. So you've been, you've been through the ringer, you come out on the high side, definitely. So you're definitely crushing it now. So it's glad to hear another fellow vet actually doing really well. And I just can't get enough of this. This is, I'm learning so much and I'm hoping that people are actually getting out, are helping putting these out and actually listen to these. So veterans know what they're getting into and where the resources are at. Cause you ain't going to get to the military that well, you'll get some, but it ain't helpful. So, so you got any questions or anything or. No, man, just make sure in the email you share your your link for me so I can share and push this out to everybody, too. Yep. So, well, that's it on this one, Dingo Files. And my guest today, John Rankin, do not confuse Ranger School with Park Ranger, please. But that's all we have today. <laughs> well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode of the Swandingo Files. I hope you've enjoyed this journey with your host, Stephen Swanson, as much as he enjoys recording it. Remember, transitioning from military life to civilian life is tough. But with a little bit of grit, a dash of humor, and a lot of determination, you can overcome any obstacle. So until next time, keep on trucking and keep swanding going.